Welcome to Life as a Soldier podcast, a Demon Radio production. My name is Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, also known as Demon7, and I will be your host. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to hear the stories and lessons learned from some of the bravest and hardest working men and women in the United States Army. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode six of our Life as a Soldier podcast. As always, I am your host, Command Sergeant Major Albert Serrano, aka Demon 7. And in today's episode, we will discuss and highlight the importance of Army traditions. To help me guide today's discussion, we have some very special guests on the show. My very own teammates, the Command Sergeants Major and Sergeants Major of the Demon Brigade. So let's meet them all. Starting with 1-1, one, one, uh, please introduce yourself by giving us your name, your duty position, family, and hobbies. When you're ready. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, my name is Command Sergeant Major Scott McGee. I am the Senior Enlisted Advisor for 1-1 one, one Attack Battalion, uh, also known as Gunfighter 7. Uh, been in the Army uh, 29 total years. 27 active years and two years in the National Guard. Uh, I am married with four children, um, and uh, my hobbies include uh, lifting weights and doing uh, a ton of uh, schoolwork in my free time. Happy to be here and look forward to the discussion. Hey, thanks, Sergeant McGee. Welcome. Uh, let's go over to Sergeant Major Bowen. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm Sergeant Major David Bowen. And I am the senior listed advisor in, for the 601st ASB for uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vandeloot. I've been in the Army for 26 years. Um, in two weeks, I'll be there, 26 years. I'm married with two kids. And my main hobby is uh, cycling. Uh, I average about 100 miles a week, so we get after it as and when we can around here, but uh, it's a good time. And I'm also into weightlifting because I like to keep the engine strong, but uh, that's me in a, in a nutshell. All right, thanks for joining us, uh, Sergeant Major Bowen. Uh, Sergeant Major Mullins. Good afternoon, I'm Sergeant Major Nathan Mullins. I'm the Brigade Operations Sergeant Major. Um, I've been in the Army for 23 years as a Blackhawk crew chief and now uh, a desk jockey and uh, I'm married with two kids. My hobbies include uh, grilling, working on cars and woodworking and I am glad to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining me today as we try and uh, shed some light on why keeping traditions alive is so important, not only to us, but uh, to the ones that, that will be coming after us. So before we uh, we dive into the discussion, um, you know, what is what is a tradition? Right. And so this standard definition is a tradition is a belief or a behavior passed down within a group or a society with symbolic meaning or special significance from generation to generation. So in our case, obviously, we're, we're, we're all soldiers, so we're talking about army traditions and uh, and again, why they're so important. Um, so let you think about that for a second and, and I'll throw out the first kind of, uh, you know, food for thought kind of question and then you know, in, in no particular order, feel free to, to jump in when you have something to say, Sergeant Major. So I'll throw this out there. 
for you specifically, why is tradition important? And what are some of your favorite Army traditions? Actually, Sergeant Major, I'll go ahead and open up with that if you don't mind. Go uh, ahead. So, so some of my favorite ones uh, are, are actually some of the ones that you're starting to see a little bit less. Uh, and those are uh, the battalion runs, cadence calling, uh, the esprit de corps in formations. Uh, and those are important because they actually help in building the team. So as you've seen in recent years, we've 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 had this mantra about team building uh, and being effective groups. With the, the you know it doesn't matter the size uh, and things like that. Um, physical fitness together, uh, singing while running to help alleviate the stress of running long dis- distances and formation. Uh, trying to hype up you know your unit or your squad being the best element uh, are great. For building teams and building the like a professional force uh, at the small unit level, uh, and I believe that's the main focus that we need to keep going forward. And it's something that just makes I think units better overall. Yeah, those those are great points, Armin McGee. And I, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. You hit on some of my favorites. Uh, you know, maybe because I was a drill sergeant one day many many years ago, or some, you know, or just been in the army for a little while, like like all of us on this on this podcast today. But I agree with you that, uh, you know, doing anything in, in uh, as a group, as a team, as a platoon, company, battalion, et cetera, uh, there is no better way to, b- to build a team. And obviously, when we're talking about physical fitness, i.e. running or anything like that, you, you guys already know how I feel about physical fitness. So uh, I, I appreciate you starting off with that uh, topic of uh, discussion because obviously near and dear to my heart. Yeah, so I Major McGee hit on uh, some of them with the formations and uh, the esprit de corps, which I highly concur. Uh, we brought back the uh, the battalion formations, you know, motor pool Mondays, so that we can we can get everybody in one place at one time and and give out you know the the daily organization and just kind of get some feedback from where they're at and what we expect. But uh, I'll also lead into. Uh, the fact we did an induction ceremony here about um, three weeks ago, and from my perspective, the last induction ceremony I saw, you know, bringing new sergeants and even corporals into the backbone of the army, you know, the core of NCOs, the last one I saw was mine in 2003, and a lot of these sergeants were approaching me here over the last probably three months um, asking me if if we could do an induction ceremony and if uh, we had that opportunity. And I flat out said I hadn't seen one in, in years, but I will uh, rise to the challenge and I will uh, I will develop it and I will get some input from other senior NCOs and, and, and we'll put something together and we ended up doing it. And I had Sergeant Major Lee as my guest speaker and she knocked it out of the park, even though she wasn't wearing her glasses, but that's okay. Um, she, uh, she did extremely well. And my main point and focus for the induction ceremony was to, to bring pride and honor into what it, what it one, what it takes to be a non-commissioned officer and two, just, the responsibilities that you are getting ready to bear. And it was just, it, it was it was an emotional moment actually. And I, I saw a lot of them, they were just, they saw the overwhelming, uh, the posterity of what being a non-commissioned officer is in the army. They never, 
they never had that experience before. And I wanted to make it professional and I wanted everybody to see it. So I opened it up to uh, uh, officers within within uh, the units here and absolutely they loved it and great feedback from it. And I think it built esprit de corps because a lot of the officers, they don't get to see what you know what it takes for non-commissioned officers you know to to be inducted and to see the responsibilities that they're getting ready to bear and part of that uh falls into the building teams if we're going to build teams we have to have solid non-commissioned officers from the core from the beginning and that's that's where we do it and we do it a lot through drill and ceremony uh, that's fallen off as well but drill and ceremony builds teams through discipline and it's the discipline it's the reason why we keep the traditions because it's a discipline to keep the tradition and to keep it alive it, so, so you know those are you know I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh the nco induction ceremony because i was gonna you know kind of probe you to do that uh because that was uh, one of the one of the better events that we've conducted here since we've been uh, deployed but I'll tell you, you you kind of wrapped it up with a with perfect segue for me, and that was gonna I was gonna say that uh, you know the the younger generation, right, the, the NCOs that that are coming up the ranks now, and soon here uh, when we have a bunch of new corporals, which essentially they're gonna be non-commissioned officers. Uh, there's no better way to show them what right looks like. I agree with you, but but what makes us different and what makes us better, in my opinion, and you guys have heard me say this before, what makes us better than most. Um, most Americans, if you will, if there's only a few of us that volunteer to do this to wear the uniform. But what makes us the best is standards and discipline, the teamwork, and absolutely the traditions and the history that that our army has. And that's that is why I think it is super important that that we continue and we bring back some of these things that we've kind of neglected, whether because of COVID or otherwise. But uh, but I think we definitely have to highlight that and show the importance of all. And so. Great, great point. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Sergeant Major Bowen. Uh, Sergeant Major Mullins, any thoughts? Absolutely. So I think uh, kind of what we're hearing is, you know, unit cohesion, team building, and uh, creating a culture of inclusion. So one of my favorite kind of less formal uh, traditions is the hail and farewell. It gives you a chance to, to bring everybody together, both new and old, pay respect to the folks that have busted their butt for you for the past, you know, whatever, one to to five years, however long they've been in the unit, and then to welcome the new folks in and make them feel, you know, the team that you have and that they're going to be part of that team and kind of give everyone the chance to socialize, learn, learn about each other in more of a, a relaxed setting. <clears throat> and uh, I think those are those are some of my favorite uh, traditions that we kind of get get away from the cab calls for, you know, the people in the cab, the NCO calls where you just go you know, and again, a relaxed setting and talk to each other and kind of kind of learn from each other, you know, talk about your week, get some experiences and uh, and ultimately just learn and build that team. Yeah, those those are great ones as well. Uh, uh, Sorry, I appreciate you bringing those up. They are NCO calls. As you guys know, we discussed, we're getting ready to do one here on uh, on Stork. Uh, but but I, I agree with you. And, you know, the Helen Farewell, super important, super important. I agree with you because uh, that is about the only time you really get to to thank someone in a, in a uh, you know in a somewhat uh, public setting, if you will, where where others can hear you know because it's easy to thank somebody like you know just one on one, but uh, and a lot of us obviously don't want the, the the spotlight, but but it's a great thing to do because uh, most people have you know worked their butt off for the organization and it's a 
a great opportunity to recognize him. So thanks for bringing that up. Hey, so uh, as we continue to, to discuss, obviously, tradition and, and the importance of them, um, what are, besides which ones are some of our favorites, which we've alluded to, uh, why else do we think, you know, collectively here that uh, that after 246 years that, that you know, traditions in the Army uh, need to be, you know, need, need to continue, need to not be forgotten, need to be highlighted? Why is that important? Anyone? Sorry, Major. I think it's important because, uh, again, it, you have to go back to where you came from, you know, the lessons we've learned, and those traditions are built in the, the basis of our our discipline and our regulations that that drive how we operate. And I think it's important to carry those on and to teach those to our young soldiers. So, you know, they, they know where we came from, you know, the the blue book and all that, all that good stuff and uh, kind of learn why we do the things we do. And because uh, soldiers these days, you know, they they ask why more and it's a good thing. And I think it's important to tell them the why and and that's deeply rooted in our traditions. Yeah, you know, again, hit the nail on the head there uh, with uh, absolutely soldiers nowadays, uh, you know, asking the why. And you're absolutely right that it's a good thing. Uh, and we should absolutely, you know, uh, tell them why it's important and show them why it's important. Um, because, you know, they're the ones that are going to replace us, you know, and after that, somebody else is going to replace them. And, and we just can't neglect uh, some of our history. Sergeant Major McGee, yeah, you have something there? I, I do want to cotton on what Sergeant Major Moans was saying, Sergeant Major. So uh, where he talks about the, the blue book and we talk about carrying on traditions, it's also in an effort to build personal standards and conduct, right? How someone who's come from an environment, home or friend environment or whatever, before they joined the Army, carried themselves versus the way professional soldiers carry themselves, right? And there is a it, there is a difference, all right. And military bearing is something that that some people may have, and depending on the, you know how they were raised, they may have some semblance of military bearing, but they're not professional soldiers yet. Um, and our tradition is to use the blue book, to use drill, ceremony, and military discipline to mold young people or young brand new soldiers into professional warriors. Uh, that live by the ethos that we hold dear. That is a tradition that we must continue to carry on because that is how we develop um, into the further things that are important to us, like the training and development of soldiers and leaders. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely right, Sergeant McGee. And you know, you, you said something uh, obviously that uh, resonates amongst all of us, and that is, you know, the transformation from uh, from a, a young or maybe not even a so young American that that decides to uh, volunteer to join our army. Um, but the transformation to go from civilian to soldier, and then, as you stated, just not because you complete, uh, you know, uh, basic training or AIT, that's still, the, the job is not done. They get to our units, you know, uh, first duty station, and it continues with the non-commissioned officers in that unit. They continue to mold, shape, you know, uh, uh, individuals into the professional soldiers that we want them to become uh, by using all the methods or all the, everything available to us that you mentioned, uh, you know, blue book, standard discipline. Uh, all that stuff. And, and you know, it, it's to me, it's one of the best things since I've been in the Army. I'm sure most of us can agree on this is to see someone, like I said, a brand new civilian and, and you know, go on to become a, a, a great soldier, a leader. I mean, I, I think that is one of the most awesome things that, that we do in, in our Army. Um, Sergeant Major Lee, any thoughts on that? 
All right, Sergeant Major Bowen. Yes, Sergeant Major, absolutely. Um, Sergeant Major McGee hit it right on, right on the head. It, with the profession, becoming a professional, you're not a professional when you join the Army, you're a civilian transitioning. But the Army becomes a lifestyle that you adopt. And with that, your profession in it grows. So the longer you stay in it, the more you become accustomed to the traditions, the customs, the military discipline, all of that, it becomes your profession, it becomes your lifestyle. Um, I would say as the lifestyle, it gets easier the longer you stay in. And like what you said, Sergeant Major, seeing those, those soldiers come in that you've mentored and have given subject matter expert advice, you know, through various MOSs. Uh, I myself have ran into two soldiers that I worked with, and they were both PFCs when I was a staff sergeant. One of them's here is in 2-1. He's the uh, Delta Company first sergeant. And another one is down in 214th, down in Cotterbach. And uh, he's a first sergeant as well. And it's absolutely amazing to see them grow when you've separated and time has passed on and they've continued that profession that that seeking that that professionalism and seeking that lifestyle and growing and, and hanging on to these customs and courtesies and traditions and and answering the why we have a new generation that's joining the army and we've been uh an army at war for the last two decades and it's a a very easy excuse button to go back and go, well, that we were so focused on, you know, terrorism that we kind of forgot our tradition, traditions and customs. They were always there because us senior NCOs have always kept them in, in mind. We've just never had the opportunities, if you will, uh, to employ them because of back-to-back -back rotations and such. And this new generation came in and they didn't experience the army of the 90s or the 80s that was really the main focus of our traditions and customs and courtesies. So it's it becomes a lifestyle and the longer you, you live it, the, the greater your profession grows and, and the greater your, your respect for the profession grows as well. Yep, you know, you said a lot of good things there, uh, Sergeant Major Bowen, I appreciate that. Uh, but absolutely, I, I also agree, all of us on this uh, podcast today, um, you know, will agree that the army is a lifestyle. We have all bought into it, and I'll tell you, I know you guys feel just like I do that. I wouldn't, you know, if I were to do it again, I'd do it exactly the same way, um, because uh, the army has been a, a great for, for myself and my family. Uh, and you know, I chuckled a little bit about when you said about, uh, you know, that you we run some of our soldiers that we mentored in the past, and, and I agree with you because most of mine, you know, they say I was their drill sergeant or something to that effect, which was a long time ago. So I don't know. It's great to see them as first sergeants, captains, majors, warrant officers. But it just makes me, reminds me of how old I am now. So, you know, sometimes it makes me a little sad too. <laughs> um, all right, who else has anything? Uh, Sergeant Major Mullins? No, I mean, uh, I agree completely. Seeing a, a soldier that you get fresh in your platoon, you know, as a young sergeant, and now I'm a sergeant major, and these guys are, are, are pinning first sergeant. It's, it's awesome to see. And uh, I just remember the all the times we had trying to get those some of those guys up to where they are now. It seems like man, I would have never thought, you know, that some of these people would have uh, would have made it this far from from when <laughs> they first came into the Army. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm sure some of, some of our uh, 
mentors and leaders that, that helped us come up through the ranks probably thought the same way about us when we were younger. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else to add on, on, on this topic right now? Uh, sure, Sarmid. So I'll, I'll just add that, you know, as we continue on in our career and we look at the soldiers we've developed that are now taking leadership positions, you know, in the CRNCO ranks, whether it's first arm, two sergeant. I've even had one of my privates who is now going to be beginning class 72 uh, with some of our own CRNCOs from this brigade after the United States Army Sergeant Academy. That is very humbling to see. Um, and you think back to those impressions that you leave with soldiers. That's the tradition that we're trying to, 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 to make important for everybody. Just understanding that there is a process to developing the soldier and then there's a further process with developing, developing a leader and the tradition of developing those leaders is what keeps our army strong. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, that was perfectly stated, you know, and the only thing I'll add to that is simply, um, you know, you guys know how I feel and I've given you my, before my, my own definition of leadership, if you will. But but I, I would also argue that, you know, the mentors that we, you know, we've had, you know, over our career, um, those are those are the individuals you don't forget, obviously. And I, I've said it before. I would not be sitting here today if it wasn't for for the you know some of the people that I've you know run across in my army career. Some of them that were you know tougher on me than others, but you know I'll never forget any of them because without them I wouldn't be here today. And I know you guys you know have all shared some of the same stories. So I agree with you that that uh, not only do we have to transform civilians into soldiers, but also you know help shape you know and 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 understand what it takes to be a good leader, you know, um, so that they can continue to do what we've done or what we've had done for us as far as, a, a, you know, mentors go. Great point, though. Uh, let's throw something else out there. So now we, we I kind of talked about, about it a little bit earlier, but, uh, you know, the COVID, right, COVID-19, which none of us could have seen coming in, in, in our lifetime, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that hindered, you know, a, a lot of the things that we were used to doing. Uh, therefore, over the past year, there is a lot of soldiers now that have never seen something as simple as some of the things you guys have mentioned, uh, formation, you know, battalion runs, brigade runs, et cetera. Uh, and so now that, that you know, we're kind of somewhat getting back to a, some form of normalcy. Now, you know, some of this stuff is going to seem like, you know, where did we come up with this, with these things, right? It's what the, some of these soldiers might be saying. But, uh, but uh, what do you guys see, you know, as far as uh, coming out of the, of uh, the pandemic, and obviously we're not completely out of it yet. But as we get back to some form of normalcy, what uh potentially what are some traditions that uh, some things we might do different from now on, or some of the things that we we might struggle with trying to get back to normal? And that's for whoever wants to go first. So I think the biggest thing is we haven't done solid formations in quite a while, which has also led us to not do any um, drill and ceremony. So when when it comes time to do these change of command ceremonies and stuff like that it's it's going to take a lot of rehearsals to kind of brush off the dust from from covid and uh, as we start moving forward and doing formations and brigade runs and dnc and marching folks and singing cadence and all the stuff that uh that all the, the my fellow sergeant majors have talked about you know throughout this podcast but uh i think that's going to be the toughest part is reinstilling the basic knowledge of, of doing these basic you know dnc functions and formations and stuff like that 100 percent agree so i made the lead um yeah i i um i concur with nate said also um 
just getting out there doing open ranks inspections with the soldiers again. Um, I know that my organization have started that and right now that a lot of soldiers, they don't, they don't understand the reasoning behind the open ranks inspections that we're doing, that we started back doing again and just getting back to the basics, things that we've gotten away from over the last year, Sergeant Major. Okay. Sergeant Major Bowen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a matter of practice. We, we need to practice these traditions of drill and ceremony. We need to practice these formations that we haven't done in you know a little over a year. And like you said, Sergeant Major, the, uh, we have a, a whole new group that have come into the Army and they know nothing about what we're speaking of. And so we're going to have to demonstrate it to them. And then, like Sergeant Major Lee, Lee said, uh, we have to give them the why. And it's not just because we've always done it. It's because that's how we keep traditions alive. We have to practice them. They've always been there, and we need to we need to keep utilizing these traditions to to keep moving forward, to keep our standards and discipline in check. And it and like Sergeant Major McGee said, it it helps keep. Um, what am I trying to say here? It builds their integrity. And it builds their 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 professionalism. They learn to check an inward check on themselves, and uh, you see it when they progress in their MOSs. They progress in the army, whether they stay enlisted or they go commissioned or they go warrant. But it's it's a direct reflection on how they want to be and how they see themselves. And if they don't practice it, they're not going to perfect it. So it's it's a pursuit of perfection. Yeah, well said. I I, I agree. I mean, we're, you know, uh, most of us in the in the army, I'd like to think we're all type A, and so absolutely, you know, trying to get it right the first time or continue to get you know after it until until you get it right or to, or you do it to the best of your ability. I, I agree that it's a pursuit of perfection ongoing. Sergeant Major McGee. Uh, yeah, Sergeant Major. Um, I think everybody really really nailed that that down real good. Uh, and one thing that I will also add is is uh, as we practice these traditions, as we explain the why, that's also the time to inject those other traditions that the soldiers hadn't seen. So they get used to the formation runs. They get used to motor pool Monday. Now you inject the, uh, you know, uniform inspection with a, a coin for the best soldier's appearance um, or, you know, give that soldier a half a day off because that soldier run the best inspection. Um, we introduce, as we're, we're doing right now with soldier of the quarter and NCO quarter, what the perks are for the soldiers doing the extra to win those titles. What, 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 the, what does that show um, the other soldiers around the soldier of the month who's taking a little bit of extra time and prepped him or herself to go and win that board um, and be recognized at the brigade level? What is it now showing our soldiers? It's showing our soldiers professionalism. It's showing our, 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 our soldiers some dedication to work ethic. And then the reward that comes out of that. And we were all soldiers, young soldiers once, and we all worked, did the best we could because we wanted that award. We wanted that time off from, from uh, our, our first line leader, or we wanted that coin from the sergeant major, uh, or we wanted, you know, whatever perk, um, maybe a morning off from PT that would, you know, that just showed that if you work hard, 
and you observe tradition and you, you buy into what the Army has, then only good can come from it, Sergeant Major. No, you know what? Again, I'm I'm chuckling to myself over here because, you know, I just as we discuss things, uh, bring back memories, you know, because my first two AMs in the Army were because during a battalion, you know, uh, class A inspection, uh, open ranks, as we've discussed in here, you know, they said I looked the best in my uniform. Oh, little Private Serrano way back in the early 90s. So I, I agree with you. And, you know, not that it's about the reward or the, rec, you know, or, or, or the accolades, if you will. But you're right about what you said. I mean, those are nice, you know, the perks and, and, and whatever comes with it. But just the fact that you you went above and beyond to prepare yourself for a board or for, for like I said, an inspection, and you are recognized in public by your first sergeant, commander, sergeant major, whomever, I think that is great. I mean, that you walk around, talk about walking around, you know, with, with your chest out a little bit more than, than normal. I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling. I, I know all of you have, you know, uh, know know what I mean, and have you know probably got recognized in some way, shape, or form for the same kind of thing. But uh, but I agree with you that 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 goes a long way, and and I think soldiers need to continue to see that and understand why, and and that way gives them that motivation or that pride to to stay hungry and keep getting after some of those things. Perfect, I like it. Um, so let, let's let me throw something else out there as we uh you know kind of getting closer to to the end of our podcast today. Um. But what I would really like uh, to hear from each one of you is is going to be the following. And as as I usually say in, in these podcasts is, um, I know some of our family members hear this. I know my family definitely listens to the podcast. I hope some of yours do as well. But, you know, obviously our soldiers, that's our tar- target audience. Uh, but in general, what you know, when we get to the towards the end of, a, of an episode, I like to say, hey, if you had something to say, like, you know, something to take away as we depart today's episode, what would that be? And so this is what I'm going to throw out there, and, and I would like to hear from each one of you uh, to see how you, you know, what the messages you want to leave soldiers with or or family members. And that is the following. Uh, what can we as leaders pass on to the junior enlisted soldiers to enable them to continue with Army traditions? In other words, it, you know, if you knew now, you know, or, you know, if you knew back then, right, everything we know now, you know, what, what would you tell your younger self, right, in order to continue everything we've lived over the last 20 plus years for all of us on this net? So let's start with Sergeant Major Lee. As I, as I came up through the ranks, I, I got promoted sort of fast and I, I ran through the ranks. And a lot of things, you know, I was I was doing as I, I saw. And a lot of things, and that's how I live today. I, I, I base everything I do off of the leaders that I had previously. And what I would tell soldiers is sometimes you're going to come across leaders and some of them are not going to be great leaders, but you don't have, but they may not be great leaders, Sergeant Major, but there, there are parts of them that are, that are good. And I would take that good from them and I would use that. Because a lot of soldiers, what I hear now is I, I don't want to be like that person. You don't have to be like that person. You can be better than that person. But that's what we need to instill in our soldiers going forward. Don't drink. Yep. Sorry, Major Lee, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, you know, we we have these discussions when we do our Sergeant Major meeting weekly, but I'll, but I'll tell you, I, I agree that that I think every time you talk to a soldier, especially a leader, it's a teaching opportunity, a learning opportunity in that you're going to take something away. I say that every time I talk to soldiers, you're going to get take something away from what I'm going to say right now. Good, better, and different. 
it doesn't matter which one it is for you. I did my job because you learned something right now. So I, I agree with you that that whether you know it's good, bad, or or you got a little scuffing, if you if you will, you're gonna learn something. And you may walk away saying, you know, I want to be like that person, or I don't ever want to be like that person. Nonetheless, you learn something. So thank you for that. Sorry, Major Mullins. Yes, sorry, Major. So I think uh, what I would tell younger self is, uh, or or new soldiers coming up is, don't just go through the motions. Don't just do you know, in ranks because someone told you to do it. Understand why we do it and take the time to do it properly. Know why, how, all, all the ins and outs. Just don't go through the motions. Take the time to, to learn, to, you know, better yourself, to better your formation and to talk to your soldiers during these events. It's a wasted opportunity if you're doing these events. You're just walking through it and you don't take that time to, to talk to your soldiers to talk to your peers and just learn about the army and your team. Yeah, great points, Sergeant Major Mullins. Thank you for that. Let's go over to Sergeant Major McGee. Okay, Sergeant Major. Uh, so, not to call myself an old man, uh, but I think over my <laughs> career I've had a lot of time to uh, to uh, process myself as a young soldier, myself as a mid-grade soldier, and my six myself is now as a Sergeant Major with a you know, basically a lifetime of service, as we like to, to call it. And the, the thing I would offer to myself is sort of twofold. The first is, uh, one, don't be such a hothead. And that plays into what Sergeant Major Mullen was, was, was saying. You know, ask why you're doing something. Generally be interested in the answer and then internalize that. That's the difference between an E4 who's just a, a specialist that's just showing up just an E4 or that specialist that's actually looking for something more that's really trying to help NCOs do their job and lead and manage soldiers. Uh, and that's one. Two is to learn yourself and take the traditions and understand what your part in it. All right. A lot of people, like you said, are here just going through the motions. Uh, was something that we were said earlier, but they didn't want to know why they didn't care to, to, to help their little piece of the pie uh, and do their little piece of the pie to make the army better. But if you do that, your your existence here, your time in uniform will be so much more enjoyable just to be a member of a winning team. Um, and, and, and I will tell you that I learned that the hard way um, because I had some very rough NCOs that made my existence very unpleasant because I was bucking the system because I didn't really want to be part of the team. Uh, but you will have so much more of a, of a, a enjoyable military experience. You will get so much more out of this if you just work with the people around you and you be a good teammate. Yeah, well said, Sergeant Major. Thank you. Sergeant Major Bowen, over to you. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Um, all excellent points by um, my peers and Sergeants Major. Um, the only thing I'll add to that with is I would say it's worth it. I would say uh, to my younger self and to the new generation coming up, engage. Engage with what is being presented. Accept with what, what's being presented and excel with what's being presented. And if you do, like Sergeant Major Mullen said, take the time to do it right. Be precise. Learn to be proficient. It's not always easy. 
but it is worth it, especially when you take the time to do it right. Because you can look back on a mission accomplished, not in just within yourself, but within your team. And, and as you grew as a profession, you can look back as a professional and go, I see where I kind of did some shortcuts and I see where I wasn't really trying to be a part of the team, kind of like what Sergeant Major McGee was saying. And there are those times. And some of it has to do with your leadership that you don't really connect with. And you you just, you, you go through it. You don't go through the motions. You go through being a professional. You just tell yourself, I'm going to engage, I'm going to accept, and I'm going to excel. Type A personalities, you hit it right on, on the head, Sergeant Major. Uh, we are type A's and we get after it. And you know that's just how we, we perfect our, our profession. And uh, that's just how we move forward. Yeah, thank you for those comments, Sergeant Major. All right, Sergeant Major Lee, I know you have something else to add. Go for it. Just being humble, Sergeant Major. Being humble okay. and recognizing that the Army was built on those traditions. That's all I had to add at the end. Okay, perfect. Well, I'll tell you guys, you know, today's discussion has been one of my favorites uh, since we started these podcasts. And, and, and in closing, I'll leave you with my, my sort of thoughts, and that is, so, you know, this this episode was titled, you know, Army Traditions, the importance of traditions are in the Army, obviously. And I'll tell you, as I said earlier, after 28 years of doing this, um, you're right, it, it, it gets better. It's awesome. You know, I, if I were to tell, you know, like I'll try to tell soldiers now or my younger self then is, is uh, man, you're you're part of the greatest fighting force known to man. You know, you, you're you're part of the team of teams, the elite. I mean, something way bigger than ourselves. And, and I am super proud to be a soldier. I always have been, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, um, there's going to be a time when all of us will take the uniform off. So it is on, incumbent on us, right, to, to pass on, you know, the, the knowledge, experience, you know, and, and the, the importance of these traditions so that those that come after us will continue to, to do so. And that's what makes our army great. You know, it's the fact that that you know we continue no matter who's who's in those positions right who comes before and after i mean the army is just you know it just keeps rolling along as our song says and uh, and, and that to me is, is awesome and and finally you know the fact that uh, those that came before us are the ones that kind of you know set set the you know the wheels in motion so i, I think we kind of owe it to them to uh, to continue to you know to do our best to uphold every tradition that is important and near and dear to our army so with that, again, uh, really enjoy the, the discussion today, teammates. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys are, you know, the, what makes this big machine known as our brigade uh, roll along. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, again, uh, thank you for joining me today on, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. And I hope you have a, a, a good rest of the day. Demon 7, signing out.